You're listening to Keeping It Real with Janine, your guide to living an authentic, healthy life. I'm Janine, your host, and today should be a fun conversation. I'm talking with Leanne Pruitt of Let's Ace Your Space, and Leanne is going to help us all declutter and get organized. Leanne Pruitt is the founder of Let's Ace Your Space and host of the Ace Your Space Summit. She's on a mission to help entrepreneurs and other on-the-go people simplify decluttering so that it no longer blocks their momentum and keeps them from the things they really want in life. Leanne hasn't always been an organized person, but she was able to change her habits and mindset around her space to finally get her home decluttered. She's also helped lots of folks declutter and organize their homes to free up powerful mental and physical energy to accomplish their goals. Hi, Leanne. How are you? Hi, Janine. I am doing great. I'm so happy to be here today. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Well, I know I need to free up more energy, so I'm ready to learn and take action. <laughs> okay. We got you covered. <laughs> now, you had a nine to five job for many years, yes? Yes, yes, I did. Okay, and then you decided to become an entrepreneur and help others declutter and get organized. Uh, how about let's start with what ma- motivated you to take the entrepreneurial leap? Oh, sure, Janine. Um, you know, and I got to tell you, Janine, I am not. I am not a fast learner. <laughs> I um, <laughs> I was in the corporate world for. Gosh, close to 30 years, probably about 27, 28 years. Oh, wow. And and I I knew for a long time that it really wasn't something that I wanted to do. And I wanted to do something different, my own thing. And I finally just had enough and said, no, nope, this is enough. I've, I've done this long enough. I, you know, I love decluttering and organizing and space planning, that sort of stuff. I'm gonna, I, I'm making a change. And that's, that's how I did it. So, so first, I guess I would tell people, don't wait as long as I did. <laughs> um, but on the flip side, if you did wait as long as I did, there's no, it's never too late. So <laughs> right. I, I think that's an important point because people feel like, oh, I'm in my 40s, or I'm in my 50s, or I'm in my 60s, it's too late. And I, the attitude, and I've done that myself. But the attitude that I like to take is, even if it takes you a year or two years or three or four to learn what it is you really want to do and what you love, that time's going to go by anyway, right? Absolutely. So so you may as well be focusing on what you want to do. And it really is never too late. No. So. So, so what were you doing before? I'm just curious. So I actually, I worked for, um, I, I did regulatory affairs. I did it. I worked for companies doing this and I also worked, um, you know, for consulting firms. And I actually, I did a little, I did a little consulting myself as this. And basically, um, either the companies that I worked for or my clients manufactured pesticide products, insecticides, herbicides, disinfectants, fungicides. And of course, those are very heavily regulated products, mm-hmm. hence the regulatory regulatory affairs. And, you know, and for a long time, I just, you know, I was really kind of, you know, I was really ambivalent about doing what I was doing. So I'm really glad that I, I got out of that and I'm doing something completely different now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I know it makes a big difference to do something you really enjoy. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. Absolutely. I, I always say we spend so many hours every day uh, at our work, whatever that is, that it really is a good idea to do something you enjoy doing. Yes, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> so, okay, so what what is your definition of clutter? What Right. So, you know, so clutter, it's actually, it's, it's actually grown a lot and changed a lot since I have been doing, since I started Let's Ace Your Space and started looking at clutter. And right now I really view clutter as anything that gets in the way of you and what you want in your life, your goals, your dreams, um, you know, your, your big picture. Now, of course I work, I work a lot with physical clutter also with, you know, digital clutter, um, things like that and paper clutter. Um, but really just all of it is clutter. Mm-hmm. If, if you take a look at it, anything that, that is in between you and what you want in your life, that's, that's clutter. Mm-hmm. So can you give an example of what, what that might be, or maybe somebody that you've worked with that where clutter has gotten in the way of what they want? 
Oh, I can give I can give a lot of examples like that. Um, I've worked with a woman who just was very frustrated. Her house, um, if you walked into her house, it looked like it would look fine. She had a lot of hidden clutter. And the main thing that, well, she had a couple of areas that were really bothering her. um, And the area that we worked on first was her closet. She just, she didn't have a good sense of the clothes that she wore, you know, what she was buying. She had like three closets full and a couple of dressers and, and, and kind of the proverbial didn't have anything to wear. (laughs) And so um, we really worked on figuring out what her style was, what served her. We got rid of all that other stuff. So she was able to get everything down to one closet. And now she's just so happy. She gets out of the door quicker. She feels confident. So she shows up better at work. And it just it's just made a world of difference. And, and it sort of springboarded her. She had a lot of what I call sentimental clutter um, as well. A lot of things from, you know, from family and travel and stuff like that that she was having trouble dealing with. But it springboarded her so that she was able to really start working on that as well. Um, I had another client that was really inundated by a lot of paper clutter. She just could not figure out how to to work on her paper and her bills and stuff like that. And as a result, for her, what she was doing, stuff would be buried in the paper. She lost things. It cost her a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and a huge, a huge aha for her when we were working together, she was, her goddaughter was getting married. And she... Um, bought a lot of stuff for the wedding on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And she said in the past that stuff would just be buried and she would, if she didn't use it, she would not find it soon enough to return it. And she would just, you know, take a wash on the money. And she actually returned, got back about a thousand dollars. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That much. She was able to return and get that money back. And she said before she would have just lost that money. So it's been quite a, quite a financial awakening for her. So all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the whole paper thing. I'm 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 not I'm not big on paperwork and uh, my philosophy is kind yeah. of if you let it sit long enough it it's out of date or you know and you can just throw it away. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that works. <laughs> just get rid of it. Mm-hmm. So. You don't even have to file it. Just <laughs> exactly. That's ah, not doing any good. Just, 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 get rid re- of it. just recycle it. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Well, you know, you, you mentioned paper. Actually, what I'm really working on now uh, for myself and to, to help my ace year spacers is really learning how to digitize everything so that I have everything digitized. And I think that just, that makes a huge difference. You can get your papers down to just a small amount and then you know how to access everything. Of course, a big key there is making sure that you have your proper backup set up. But, you know, once you get that done, you you, you have confidence that, you know, your computer's not going to crash and you're not going to lose everything. And then it's just so much easier to find stuff. Right. And, uh, but it decluttering your computer is important too. I mean, I know when I take the time to, because uh, a lot of times I'll scan things in or um, like when I'm looking for pictures for my, uh, the podcast video slideshows, I put them all on my desktop. And then it, I look at my desktop and it's, it's stressful, you know? Right. And, right. and so when I take the time to, go in and and delete and clean things up and move them to folders. It just, I, it really makes me, I mean, I don't know if that sounds crazy, but it makes me feel so much better. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I know a lot of people who are exactly the same way. And I mean, in digital clutter, and that's, that's the thing about, about our computers, you think you've got all this space, I we think I've got all this space, I can put so much on here. But the reality is, you need to have a good system so that you know what's there and so that you're able to find what's there, then you can, it, it, it's useful to you. It's not useful to you if it's just living around there and stressing you out. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know, I mean, I've got to go and I've got stuff from years and years and years ago that I don't need or have anything to do with anymore. I need to get rid of that. I did finally uh, pay for, what is it? Clean my Mac. 
And mm-hmm. I'm so glad I did that because uh, on a regular basis, it pops up that it's time to clean and I launch it and let it do its thing. And I'm always amazed as to how much stuff it gets rid of. <laughs> okay. That's, that's like a really good tip. I'll remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause then it's, it, it goes in and it, it cleans doubles, it cleans uh, RAM, it, it just goes through and, and really um, does a nice job. And it, it, I don't have to remember it. And so when it says to launch, I just launch it and, and do it. Perfect. Perfect. I like that. Yeah. Now you saw, uh, what was it you said a few minutes ago? Hidden, hidden clutter. What, yes. what do you, uh, what do you regard as hidden clutter? What's that? So often people, you know, people people run the gamut in, in how clutter appears in their life. And I'm talking about physical clutter right now. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, like, you'll walk into a place, into someone's house, or into your own house, and it's all on display. You've got things piled up, um, you know, on counters. You've got things piled in the floor. You've got clothes and stacked in chairs and stuff like that. That that's that is not hidden. You can easily see that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times people they keep their common spaces or their, you know, the outside spaces really clean. But then if you open like when they open a closet or if they open a cabinet um, or drawers to look in, stuff is just jammed in and and just just shoved in there and that's that's where their clutter is it's hidden so it's not seen on a regular basis but it's still there and it's still taking up that physical and mental bandwidth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that doesn't work to have your living space look nice but have your closets be a mess <laughs> well <laughs> well it you know it, it's like a it's a step up maybe but still it's it's it it's still is clutter. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And how does this affect people mentally? Well, clutter is actually very stressful. They've done studies on it. Um, ah. And when people's when people's or when people's surroundings are not organized to a way that supports them, it really does cause a lot of stress and anxiety, um, frustration. You know, you're taking up time looking for things. Um, it's it's distracting if you're trying to concentrate on something, really focus on something. That pile of clutter over there, you th- you know, it distracts you. You think, oh, I should deal with that, or oh, that clutter is driving me crazy. So it really does. It has. It, and like I like I mentioned before. Even if you think, oh, clutter doesn't bother me, it's not a big deal, I've got this clutter, it doesn't bother me, it really is taking up that physical and mental bandwidth that you could better use for something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, does Have you ever worked with anyone, I, I just had this thought, that maybe was mm, feeling like they don't have a lot of energy, they're tired all the time, and they declutter and it's made a difference? You know what? I personally haven't, but I know of people who I have, I have other friends who, who do work with people with clutter and, and it's, it's, it's been, they have had people with those results. So it absolutely does. It it bears on your energy. So absolutely. So if somebody wants to, is feeling inspired here and feeling like, oh, Mike, I mean, I'm like kind of cleaning up my desk while we're talking. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. I'm looking around and I'm going, mm, well, that, that doesn't need to be here. Um, it's sort of an automatic thing. So if somebody feels like, okay, I really need to declutter, I've got too much stuff, where should they start? Or what what are maybe some of the common mistakes people make when they when they start to do this? So actually, surprisingly, one mistake that people often make is sometimes they'll start too quickly to declutter without doing a little prep work first. Okay. What's the often, prep work, Leanne? Well, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you about that. You know, often people are told, they're, they're told, just pick that pick that first declutter drawer that you find or the first cabinet or first surface that you see and start decluttering. And, you know, there is some merit to that because it it kind of gets your decluttering juices flowing. 
But if you really are serious about under, you know, undergoing a decluttering process, getting your house organized and decluttered, it's much better if you actually step back and make some determinations where you're going to start decluttering, what you're going to do with the things that aren't staying in your space and why you want to declutter. That's a big thing. You know, you know decluttering actually why? What's what's beyond the clutter for you? And if you step back and you make these decisions, you're just in a you're in a better place when you do start decluttering, so that you don't get, you know, overwhelmed or stopped, or you, you're able to actually proceed better with with your decluttering process. Hmm. Okay. So where would you suggest somebody, say it's, we're talking about their home, where is mm -hmm. a good place to start? So I, you know what, um, Janine, I actually have what I call my ACE method for getting decluttered. And it, you know, ACE is an acronym and the A part of it stands for assessing. And that is what we do right in the very beginning. And when you're trying to determine where to declutter and, and part of this, part of the assessing, um, I have people ask themselves a series of questions. First of all, you know, what, where's the pain point? What, what bothers me the most? What area of my home bothers me the most? Uh, what area makes the most difference to declutter? Those could, those could be the same thing or they could be two different things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, what area, um, what area do I think will be the easiest to declutter and why? And I also have them take a look at what area will be, do I think will be the hardest to declutter and why. Mm. And once they start kind of looking at the answers to these questions, there should be some a, a place or two will pop up that this is, this is really where I should be working on. For instance, if somebody, maybe their pain point is um, the spare bedroom when they go up there, but they really, really want to uh, do dinner parties. So maybe, maybe the, and then they say, which is easier? It will be, might be easier for me to declutter my dining room. Um, and it might be really hard for me to declutter the guest bedroom because I've got a lot of sentimental things up here and I'm not sure um, what to do with it. So then even though the pain point might be that guest bedroom, that might, that might really drive the person crazy. It's, it's better for them to start with the dining room because, there's a reason why there's, you know, there's something aspirational there so that they can have some people over for dinner and it's an easier space. I always suggest if you've got a couple of spaces that you just can't decide between do the easiest space first, because um, decluttering is building up a muscle and if it'll, you'll get an, a win under your belt a little bit quicker and it'll be, you know, if you start with a harder space, you might, you'll get stopped easier. You'll actually, you'll get better at it as you, as you declutter so that when you, it's time to tackle that harder space, you have more decluttering skills to be able to do it better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I mean, I've been in, in a few homes where I look around and I go, oh my God, where would you even start here? <laughs> I'm like, mm -hmm. I'd burn it down. <laughs> Well, yes. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, some people have just, it, it's almost like they've given up. Right. And, right. and everything is just, there's just like stuff all over the place, all tables, counters, um, chairs, uh, sofas, everything has just got stuff everywhere. I, I just, I don't, I don't know how anybody can even live in that. Well, a couple of things. Um, first of all, I will tell you that everybody has their a different declutter threshold or a different clutter threshold. So, mm -hmm. what drives one person crazy may not necessarily drive another person crazy. So, you you do, there is something there about knowing what your clutter threshold is and what you can stand. But when you're in a space like that where there's just so much and it's so overwhelming, that's why it's it's key to actually step back 
think about the different, you know, the different spaces. Maybe we just, if you're in some place like that, you think about the table versus the sofa versus this corner of the room. And once you pick a place to start, you actually put on blinders to the rest of it. Because if you start looking around at the rest of it while you're working on one space, you are going to get overwhelmed. You Mm -hmm. are going to say, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's like, just pick your, put blinders on and stay focused just on the space that you're working on. Mm-hmm. So Leanne, what, what would you, uh, are there any pieces of, uh, I don't know, bookcases or I'm just, I'm thinking of um, someone who like, I don't have a lot of storage space in my mm-hmm. place. Um, it just wasn't built that way. And so my husband's been building outside storage spaces for, well, we're on a homestead. So Lots of, you know, there are lots, lots of, of things them, right. you need on a homestead. Mm-hmm. It's actually, I'm finding, not the least expensive way to live, uh, as many people would think, because you need a lot of stuff to, to run right. a homestead. So, um, but what would somebody do? Say, you know, say they live in a small home or an apartment and there's not much storage, but they have things that they need and they use and they, they just don't want it out all the time. They want their space mm-hmm. a little clearer. Um, what would you recommend? Well, there a couple of things come to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to borrow a, um, an idea from another woman. Her, um, her name is Dana White and she's got a website called a slob comes clean. She's, she's just hysterical. Um, but, and she says, she says the container determines how much you can keep. You get determined, mm. you get to determine what you can keep. So you really need to look at if, if you don't have an, enough storage space You've got to be really disciplined and look at what you have the ability to store. That said, also, there are some really wonderful um, pieces of furniture that you can get that have a lot of storage in them. And what you what you maybe need to do then is, of course, you always declutter first. Um, get you know, get rid of the things that aren't serving you and and what you're not using, what you don't absolutely love. And then there are ways that you can organize and get you know multitasking pieces of furniture with a lot of storage that can help you with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there uh, any particular? place that you like to send people for to pick out something like that? Like, I don't know, Ikea or Bed Bath & Beyond or, you know. um. Well, you know, in the United States, um, I love the container store. I don't Mm. know if that's other places in in the world as well, but it's just they have so many wonderful storage solutions. And you know what Ikea does as well? They have a couple of really great bookcases. Um, there's one, I can't think they changed the name of it. It used to be called their Expedit bookcase, but it's like, it's almost squares, like in grids. And you can put some of them that you can put doors on part of it. So some of it's closed storage and some of it's open and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So there are some really wonderful things at Ikea, um, online, you know, Amazon has stuff and there, you know, you can Google, there are all sorts of places online where you can find great storage things. But those are some of my favorites. Like a, And you know what? Another really great thing about the container store, they actually have a blog and they have, um, I can't think, I can't remember what they call it, but they have some, they have lots of inspirational ideas and things like that. So regardless of whether you're going to get something at the container store or not, you can go there for really wonderful ideas on, on how you can maximize your space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. So now one of the methods I've, I've seen or read is that you like take everything out or Mm -hmm. maybe even just like if you're doing uh, a bookcase or uh, it might be hard to take everything out of a room, but you know, take, take all the stuff that's on shelves and maybe put it all in the middle of the room or something like that. Clean the shelves really well (laughs) before Mm -hmm. you put stuff back on. And, and then, really take each piece like I have so much artwork and stuff I've done you know I've done so much traveling in my life and mm-hmm. and um, I've been around for a while so I've <laughs> I've collected things um, right. and 
you know, you're making me think, okay, maybe I really need to look at some of this stuff again. And, um, but I do like to be surrounded by beauty. But anyway, um, take each piece and really, really look at it and feel for, is this something you really need to keep? Or is it something that, you know, can go into a garage sale or, or an antique shop or something like that? Mm-hmm. And, and then put stuff back. Is that better than just taking Hmm. What's the, how do I want to say this? I'm looking at a shelf right now. So is that, is it better to just look at it and start taking pieces away? Or is it, is it better to take everything off and start over and put things one at a time back that you really want to keep? Well, you know, Janine, I'll tell you, there are really, there are all sorts of different ways that you can go about decluttering. And what you need to do is you need to find the way that works for you. Um, I think what you were kind of describing was Marie Kondo's method. Um, and everybody, she's she's got a new show on Netflix. So everybody's like, you know, doing their KonMari and the, you know, the, what is it? The magic of tidying up. Um, and what she will, what, what her method is, is you take a category of thing like clothes or, you know, papers or books or something, you pull it all out and you determine if it sparks joy and, and then whatever sparks joy stays, whatever doesn't you, um, goes somewhere. Um, the, I think that it's, it, it is a really good idea to take things out and clean the space before you put them back in and determine what you want to keep and what sparks joy. Um, but I think that if you do something, something so large, like pull out all of your clothes or pull out all of your books, pull out all of a certain category, unless it's a smaller category of things, you can get overwhelmed. So um, I, the method that I like to use myself even though when I work with people one-on-one, we determine what, you know, what method works better for them is once we've defined that space, um, you know, once you've done the assessing, um, when we get to the C for clearing, I actually like for you to subdivide the space up into little, very small parts, one that you can actually like, and, and once you, once you think you've subdivided it down small enough, make it even smaller. Like if you were doing a kitchen, Maybe do one cabinet or maybe even one drawer or half of a cabinet. Um, and I, I want you to take everything out, declutter it completely, determine what stays and what goes, and then, you know, clean that area and then put it back so that so that that little subsection is completely decluttered before you go on to the next so that. It, when you're in the midst of decluttering, you don't have a lot of stuff in your space and it's not overwhelming and it doesn't look worse before it gets better. That's what happens a lot of times if you pull everything out and you know you get you start get started and then you get tired um, and then and you've still got tons of clothes on the bed and you're like, well, what do I do now? Or you think that didn't work exactly like that didn't work. I'm never going to declutter again. Um, and then on the flip side of that. Um, there's, um, there's a woman, I think her name is Alejandro Costello. Um, she, um, has a method, which I really think it's, it's kind of great. I've tried it myself. She will actually, you can take something like this works really well with like a pantry or your shelves or something like that. Mm-hmm. Set a timer for 10 to 15 minutes and go in there with just with the objective is that the space will be better. 15 minutes later than it was when you started. And then you, you know, you pull out things and you can do a little of arranging and, and get it. You can do this with a closet too, um, get it so that it's better. And then maybe keep doing those a little 15 minute sessions until you kind of get it where you want it to be. So, so it really, um, it depends on what, you know, what works best for you, um, you know, what method resonates with you. So it's really, it, you know, it's, it really is. It's 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 a personal thing. What what works best for people and taking taking uh, pieces at a time, mm-hmm. uh, like one step at a time, will help you to not feel overwhelmed. What I was going to say is like maybe in a kitchen or something like that. If you took one drawer a day, right, and just just take everything out of one drawer, um, look at what you use and what you don't use. How many you know old plastic spoons and forks. <laughs> 
forks are in there, (laughs) that kind of thing, and clean it up, that will give you, because you have to have a feeling of accomplishment, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and you mentioned that feeling of accomplishment. When you start, take before pictures. Oh, that's um, a good idea. Mm-hmm. Because when you're in the midst of it, you may, you may think, oh, I haven't really made any progress. But when you go back and look at those before pictures, you say, oh, I really have made progress. And then when you get to the end and, and, and take pictures in between, too, when you get to the end with those after pictures, it really does make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. I never thought of that. That's a great idea. Open a drawer, take a picture, then take everything mm-hmm. out and go through it, uh, put back what you want, toss the rest, and sure. uh, and compare. It's a great idea. So what other, what would you do like with uh, a basement? Or, because that's kind of a hidden area. Yes, it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's where most people's, if you have a basement, that's probably where you're, washer and dryer are. Um, that's probably where you stuff all of your, your, your winter gear, your camping gear, you know, all of your outdoor sports things and, and stuff probably just gets piled up. Well, you know what, Janine, I'm going to tell you a little story. Um, uh, probably, gosh, I don't know how long this was, maybe 15 or 20 years ago. Um, maybe not quite that long, but my mother and I were out for a drive one day mm-hmm. and she pointed out this house to me. She says, I love that house. That is exactly the house that your father and I need. Now, Janine, I had heard my mother utter that same statement probably a hundred times. <laughs> and you know what? I did not have to ask her why she wasn't going to buy it. I was really painfully aware of of her why. You see, in order to move into a new house, that would require my parents to move out of their current house, and that would entail them dealing with the basement from hell that they had. Uh. That basement that they had was just a black hole of clutter. It sucked the life out of any of us anytime we went down there to try and find anything. It contained probably 40 plus years of just really crazy stuff. They had like every computer and old TV my parents had ever owned. (laughs) Odd, really strange furniture from long dead relatives. And there was even an old gas stove down there you know, in case the electricity ever went out, you know, Mm -hmm. so that Mm -hmm. there was something down there. So, and this basement held them back completely. It stopped them from really achieving their big dream of moving into into a house that they really wanted and really served them. So we did, and there were actually a lot of false starts, but we finally figured out what to do and got that basement cleaned out. And the way that we did it was exactly the way. It's like we subdivided the basement up into little parts. Um, and we got put blinders on for the for the rest of it and, and got that basement cleaned out. And probably um, a couple of years later, um, mother and I were driving around. She drove me past a house and she said, I love that house. It's exactly the house your father and I need. And we just bought it. So... <laughs> They were actually able, we were actually able to get that basement uh, decluttered and they were able to move into their dream house. So, so you do, you handle a basement exactly the way, um, you know, you handle any space as you, you, uh, you really, you subdivide it into little areas and put your blinders on, on the other, up for the other areas and, um, and do what you can. And I mean, and, and this this really did take a lot of trial and error to figure this out, um, Janine. I had um, I had done a lot of decluttering in my house and helped other people declutter. But when it came to that basement, I would say, all right, I'm going down there. I'm going to figure it out. And I would get down there and I would just sit on the steps and just stare at it. I was just like paralyzed until I until we got past that and figured out where to do it. So yes, it can be really quite daunting if you don't have a plan and know what to do. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like it's worth it to get some help. <laughs> you oh, know, well, yes, it is. It's, it's very worth it to get help. Now, I would not advise one thing that I don't advise people do is I don't advise them bringing in a professional organizer until they have worked with their own stuff, mm-hmm. simply because 
you're going to be making the professional organizer. They move very quickly and they're very good at organizing things. Um, and they're going to, you're going to be making decisions on things quicker than you would want to. So you're either going to get rid of too many things. You're going to think, oh, I'm so sorry. I got rid of that. Or you're going to get rid of things. You're not going to get rid of enough things. It's like, you really need to spend time with your own stuff and then that's when I like to bring in the professional organizer. But it's really wonderful if you bring people in to help you get a friend to just sometimes it's it's as simple as having a friend come and sit with you. And while you are decluttering and if, if you can't decide, you hold it up and that friend can say, I, I don't think you need that. Mm-hmm. Something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that's or, what I was thinking as a friend or two. Uh, order pizzas or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And help them help you. You know, you can get, you know, you, and if you've, if you've got a lot of stuff that you know you're going to have to get thrown out, uh, get a couple of kids from the neighborhood, you know, pay them 20 bucks or get them pizza, like you said, mm-hmm. and ha- they can help you as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can see because it, it can be overwhelming. And if you just have a friend or two, uh, come over. I had a, a friend come over and uh, help me go through some of my clothes. And, yes. um, you know, she's like, no, I don't think so. You don't need that. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, really? I really just, yeah, I no. like that. Put, it, like, put yeah. it in the consignment pile. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> exactly. But exactly. We, we got rid of a lot more stuff than I would mm-hmm. have done on my own because mm-hmm. I, I've got the emotional investment and she doesn't. Exactly. And that's, you know, you just mentioned emotional investment. That's something that um, really can be difficult. And you mentioned with your artwork earlier is a lot of that mm-hmm. art, the art that you collected on your travels is that sentimental clutter. Right. Um, and what you really need to work on with that is you need to really determine, is it the object itself that I love or is it what it represents? And if it's something that you don't really like that much and it's just the representation of, you know, a person or a special trip or a special occasion, um, you see how you can remember that person or that occasion without, um, you know, cluttering up your space with the item. Hmm. Okay, that's, that's good advice because I think a lot of stuff is emotional. Um, there's, yes. Especially, you know, like both of my parents are gone. And I've traveled a lot, so there's a lot of emotional uh, emotional stuff in there. So, okay, so repeat that again. So, so if you have a piece and you're trying to decide whether to keep it or not, if it's particularly if it's if it's that sentimental clutter, if it reminds you of you know a person, a place, um, an occasion, something like that. And it's maybe something you don't love that well, but you're thinking, oh, you know, Uncle Frank gave that to me, or that reminds me of my wedding, or that reminds me of that vacation I took to China, or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Figure out how you can remember the occasion or the person without having to hold on to the thing. It can be as simple as maybe maybe you take a picture of it. Um, If it's a dress, maybe you take a little a corner of it um, and repurpose it into, you know, you could f- maybe put it in like a little picture frame, like a, um, like a shadow box, something like that. Or if you have a collection of things, maybe keep just one or two things and get rid of the rest of the collection. It's just to, just for the remembrance of it mm. so that you're not, you don't have everything. Mm-hmm. I did that with my Hummels. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, we lived in Swiss- we lived in Switzerland for a while, and I started collecting Hummels, and I'm like, I don't really need all these, so I just kept one. I was mm-hmm. a good girl. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Perfect. Very good. You know, I like it, it, just before you said take a picture that came that popped into my head, um, mm-hmm. and I hadn't thought of that before, but you really could take a couple of pictures, especially if it's a, a sculpture or something like that. Right. Start a photo album. Yes. Because that's something you really would think, I think you'd want a hard copy of, not just on your computer. And, um, or even, oh, even one of those digital frames where the pictures scroll mm-hmm. through. Right. And and then you could even sell that piece and make some money on it. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Well, and one other thing that I, that I sometimes will tell people to do is like, get a, um, get like a blank book. It, you know, it doesn't have to be like a photo album, photo album, but like a blank book, maybe some 
maybe archival pages, maybe not mm. even necessarily. And you can put the picture in there or you can put a scrap of that cloth in there or the ticket stub from that, you know, really special performance you went to. And you can make notes about it in the um, on the paper. And so when you flip through, you can you see the picture and and you remember and you see the notes and it's just it's much easier to flip through that that little special notebook that you're keeping or that special book that you're keeping than it is to try and figure out what you're going to do with all the stuff. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea. That's a very good idea. Any other tips you'd like to share with how to, because it is, I'm finding that it's hard to let go of stuff. And I, I never really thought much about it, but my husband's much more of a, he likes the clean open space. (laughs) (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I've got a lot of stuff, partially too from moving from a bigger house to a smaller house, and then combining our houses. (laughs) And -hmm. then my mom died, and I ended up with half of that, you know, half of that stuff that we didn't sell. Yeah, it's sometimes it's hard to let go. Well, there's a there there there's a lot of things that you can do. And one thing that I say is if you've got something. Uh, like for instance, if you had some china, like you, the china or dishes um, that were your mother's, and you, it's hard to let them go, and you like them, start using them and get rid of your existing dishes and use use those. Like replace, you know, put them in there and make them the replacement, make them the dishes that you're actually using. Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, if you if there's something that you're having trouble letting go of, box it up, um, put it in a box, um, put label what's in there, date it and put it up for about six months and then pull it out after six months and see if you still, if, it, if it's okay to let it go then. Um, mm. Or you can do something like where you actually say, I'm going to let go of one thing today. And then maybe, maybe tomorrow I'm going to let go of two things or in three days. And so that you kind of, increase the number and again you're increasing that muscle of of those those sentimental type things that you're getting rid of it's it, it, it's a little easier if you do it just a little tiny bit at a time mm-hmm. good advice leanne okay well i'm going to uh do my best to start <laughs> okay. so now how do you help people um especially um People who aren't in your in your town where you where do you live anyway? I live in Raleigh, North Carolina. Ah, okay. Oh, um, I get that little southern accent there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So okay, so for people who can't come to you or you can't go to them, how how can you how do you help people? Right. Well, um, I do have my Let's Say Sure Space website where I have a lot of blog posts, um, things like that. I have a dedicated Facebook group where we do um, Facebook. I do Facebook lives once a week and have a lot of trainings and stuff in there. I do work one on one with clients. I, um, I, I have like a four month coaching program where we really we, you know, we take a look at, at and again, like Janine, I mentioned, you know, why are you decluttering? That's such a key thing because that's what's going to get you through. We really look really strongly at the people's why and we set them, I set them up and really help them achieve what they want to, what they want to achieve in their space. And I actually, last year I did, I did some group programs. I called them my Clutterbuster Bootcamp. And I'm going to, I'm, I'm not running those right now, but I'm actually going to, a little later this year, I'm probably going to be offering those as like smaller evergreen online programs that um, people can purchase and walk through that. It's, it's some really great information. It gives you a lot of the information that I told you about the sentimental items and things like that. And it gives them a step-by-step process of how to actually do the assessing of where they want to start and then what, what to do once they decide and then actually how to keep it, how to keep it decluttered once you've, once you've got it decluttered. Mm, Yeah, that's a good point, Leanne. (laughs) Getting everything decluttered and then just starting to fill it back up again doesn't work. Exactly. And it sounds like a a group would be, um, it'd be a great support too. Oh, it it really is. It really is. It's I mean, it's 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 helpful when you've got other people going through something that um, that the same thing that you are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So okay, it sounds like the very first step that everyone should take is to get a pad of paper out and a pen or pencil and 
write down on the top, why do I want to declutter and get organized? Why is this yes. important to me? And, and yes. write that out. Because you're right, if you don't really know why you're doing something, if you're just doing something because you think it's a good idea, uh, you're probably not going to really follow through. Um, and another thing that I love for people to do is I want them to think about being in their decluttered space once that space is completely the way that they imagine it and want it. And I want them to think about what they're doing, how they're feeling, how they're behaving in and out of that space and just get really present to what's possible being in that space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I've found that whether it's a kid's bedroom <laughs> or mm -hmm. a person's home or their office space, that if it's, if it's a mess, usually it, it's, a, it's a physical sign of the mess that's in their head. Oh, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. It's like, you know, it's like the mental clutter and the physical clutter go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. They really do. And I, I, mm -hmm. I think that's really important for people to understand because I know like with Steven's kids, when their room is a mess, they're, they're going through something. They're, they're, mm -hmm. you know, going through some emotional stuff. They're just, they're off and they're not functioning very well. And when they finally decide to tackle it and get their room cleaned up and organized, I can just see it in, you know, their daily life. It's, it's definitely mm -hmm. a, re a reflection of where they're at. And people whose homes are, are really cluttered and really messy, they're, that's their life is too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I agree. So I yeah. think it can also have a, it's kind of like a, the chicken and the egg, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. you know, different, uh, you can clean up yourself mentally in your life by just starting with your, your living space. Right, right. Well, and, you know, that's that's actually interesting. You know, you mentioned the chicken and the egg and, and, and your why and why you declutter. And that's why I really love for people to find their why and and be really present to what's available to them before they start decluttering. But I also know that some people, when they actually, it, it's a little murky for them, but when they actually start decluttering, it's like the why comes to them and mm -hmm. they, they are able to. So it's like, sometimes it comes both ways, but I really do like for people to know why and what's going on mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and Janine, that's also why, you know, when you read the, um, my, my intro, um, I mentioned that I work with, you know, entrepreneurs and other on the go people. I really think that, you know, entrepreneurs, the reason why I love working with entrepreneurs is because they are up to a big game. And if the clutter is stopping them, then they are stopped from helping all the people that they would be helping otherwise. So that's why I really want them to, I really focus on helping them bust through that mm -hmm. so that they're available to do what they're, they're supposed to do in the world with all those other people. Mm -hmm. So it gets paid forward. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Exactly. Awesome. So once again, uh, let's ace your space. That's your website.com. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. yes. And there'll yes. be a link on the podcast website too, but that's pretty easy for people to type right. in. Mm -hmm. And is that the best place for people to connect with you? Uh, let's ace your space.com. Yes. They can search for the let's ace your space Facebook group. Okay. Um, and then my email address is let's ace your space at gmail.com. They can drop me an email okay. as well. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Wow. This has been great. So is there anything we missed or any final words that you want to impart? <laughs> so, so yes, I kind of want to tell you uh, the rest of the story about my parents in their basement. Okay. Um, so, you know, they did absolutely get that basement cleared up. They moved into their dream house. But my mother was diagnosed with cancer less than two years after they moved in. And she passed away a short time later. And you know what, Janine? I am so glad that my parents had the opportunity to experience their dream house. But the truth of the matter is that had they taken action on their clutter earlier, they really would have had more time to enjoy that experience. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we don't know what life has in store for us. So don't put off your goals and dreams. I don't want to see anybody miss the opportunity to live their dreams because of their clutter. And that's really why I do what, what I do. Hmm. Awesome.
Well, I'm glad you are doing it because I think it's it's important. You obviously enjoy doing what you love. Sounds like you're very good at it. And um, helping people to move forward and get out of their stuck space so they can fully be who they are meant to be and do what they're here to do is an important skill that you're you're helping people to accomplish. Well, thank you, Janine. And I'm, I'm so glad that I got to come on today and talk about this thing that I love so much with you. Before this gets uploaded, there will be another uh, podcast episode on feng shui. And that's what that's what motivated me to connect with you. Part of what she talks about with feng shui is the importance of decluttering and, and organizing. So I thought, oh, I should talk to an expert on this then. <laughs> oh, that, I'm looking forward to listening to that. I, lo- I love feng shui. That's so cool. Yeah, I do too. It's, it's pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate uh, your coming on and talking about this. And yeah, we'll connect again. Thank you, Janine. I enjoyed it. I did too. Thanks. Thank you for listening. And thank you so much, Leanne Pruitt, for sharing your tips and tricks with us on organizing and decluttering. The podcast website is realjanine.com, where you can listen to or download episodes and click on links excuse me, and click on links to my guest's information. You can sign up for the podcast weekly blog newsletter to keep up on new episodes, archives, life updates, and healthy recipes. And remember, Janine is J-A-N-E-A-N. To subscribe to Keeping It Real with Janine, go to iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. And check out my podcast YouTube channel with video slideshows of my conversations. Do you know someone who would benefit from my conversation with Leanne Pruitt? Oh my goodness, everyone can benefit from more organization. Well, maybe not my mother. She was super organized and tidy. But for the rest of us, we can all benefit. So please, share the love. Thanks for listening. Take care and be well. Be well.